Hi, and welcome to the Indie Music Podcast, the podcast for independent musicians and other audio professionals. We're your hosts. I'm Matt Denton, also known as Mojo of Ragged Birds Music. I'm a Bay Area mix engineer and recording artist. And Douglas Reynolds of Resonance Mastering, a mastering engineer in Bloomington, Illinois. Welcome to Indie Music Podcast, episode 241. Tonight, Matt and Doug get together and talk about plugin subscriptions and iLock. They discuss their opinions on subscription models as well as their feelings on iLock hardware and virtual software license validation. Enjoy the show. Hey, check, check. Good morning. There it is. Were you messing with your podcast setup again because work was getting in the way? Um, <laughs> close. I had to completely, like, completely uninstall Zoom and reinstall Zoom yesterday. And oh. uh, that is not related to the other issue, which was that when I plugged everything in, my interface was not recognized. So I had to unplug it and replug it. But cool. anyway, all good. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you. <laughs> got your coffee there. Got my coffee. I got my tea. It was an opportunity for me with your technical difficulties to go make yes. another cup of coffee. <laughs> it's a little bit excessive this morning where it's getting there. Yeah. There's that, there's that, that threshold where it's just enough coffee and too much coffee. Yeah. I got down here. I was like, well, I think I've had enough coffee, so we'll just get going. And then you're like, well, I got uh, audio problems. And I was like, oh, I guess I'll have that coffee. So, so uh, in about five minutes, you're going to start talking really fast. Is that so? This going to happen? <laughs> Potentially, this could be a very short podcast. Oh, <laughs> uh, so speaking of uninstalling and reinstalling things, remember last time uh, around, I was talking about switching computers and um, being glad that I didn't have the M1 chip because uh, Waves plugins were not compatible. Well, literally the yeah. next day after we recorded <laughs> that, I got an email from Waves saying, new version 13, now M1 compatible. So I wanted to amend yeah. my previous statement to say that Waves is now uh, M1 chip compatible as long as you upgrade to the fresh out of the box version 13. Yeah. How much do they want for that update? Oh, I don't know. You have to have, you know how with Waves is like all their, their plugins are super cheap. But if, you know, you only get a year's worth of upgrades for that cheap price, and then you have to buy into their Waves update plan, which is yeah. the extended maintenance. And so if your stuff is covered, then boom. Um, is the I, update plan cheaper than just buying the plug-in again, if you wanted? That's a really good question. Um, they, I've not been able to figure out their formula because they do. I've only bought the upgrade plan once uh, to go to V12. And I think I'm covered for everything that I actually use regularly to go to V13, um, but I haven't pulled the trigger yet on that. All right. I think we got a topic here too, by the way. Yeah, we may have a topic here. Uh, yeah, uh, subscriptions. Subscriptions versus outright purchase. Yeah. And the, yeah, the, the caveat to outright purchase is that you frequently become in charge of knowing when an update is available um, particularly if you, you know, how computers have the whole planned obsolescence thing. They keep pushing forward with new hardware and new OS. And at some point, usually within three to five years on the, on the, uh, far side is you're going to be forced to upgrade stuff. Yeah. And that's, you know, for the plugins that you use, I'm just trying to think of myself in this podcast. I am the guy that's against subscription. Okay. Okay. And of the plugins that I have purchased, 
none of which are waves. <laughs> I have received updates for free since I bought them. Yeah. And, you know, and that is the business model of like plugin alliance. And I have a couple isotope plugins and they have continually given me updates when I'm not on Big Sur, but they they released uh, compatibility updates at no charges. And and so I have never found, and also I guess I, I could say I'm not a Pro Tools user. And right. my understanding is they are going to a 100% subscription model. I think they already did, if, if my did understanding they? is correct. And uh, people were not happy about that. Yeah. And I just... In my mind, I don't get it. Now, obviously, there are, you know, like Plugin Alliance does have a subscription model if right. you want, right. which is a good deal. And so does Slate and, you know, and other plugin manufacturers. But again, I just haven't seen the necessity from my perspective. Yeah. And I guess I'm curious, when does subscription make sense over just buying the plugins that you need? Well, let me tell you, <laughs> um, if you consider the Waves update plan a subscription model, and I, I'm not sure that I do, I feel like to me, that's an occasional one-time purchase when necessity arises to get the latest versions that are more compatible with your OS. Um, yeah. I, if In the 10 years that I've been using Waves plugins, I've only done this the update plan once and prior to that and that was recently and prior to that i was just happy going along with the uh the, the previous versions they were fine um there is an occasional like giant heavy lift where you're going from like a 32-bit os to a 64-bit os and you really do need to upgrade so that's an that's the kind of thing that i'm talking about where you have a yeah some kind of a wholesale heavy lift where you need to kind of upgrade everything or you, or you want to, to take advantage of your OS or, or your new hardware. Um, so I don't yep. really consider that a, a subscription model. I know the entire software industry and you too, too, cause you're also an IT, but you know, the entire software industry is going to a subscription model, like Microsoft's uh, office 360 and uh, Adobe has gone to a subscription model with even like Photoshop, which I no longer use it. It makes sense to them because you're there. It's like you're now guaranteed income for them rather than, hey, you know, I'm just going to camp on this, you know, Adobe Photoshop 4 for, for as long as I possibly can and never have to buy it again. Yeah. Um, and so you're no longer, you're no longer, you know, a revenue generating source for them. Now, on the flip side of subscriptions, uh, uh, subscriptions are, are tax deductible. Whereas if you do a one-time purchase, that's tax, tax deductible that year, but a subscription, you can deduct it every year. You know what I mean? So there is an advantage yeah. if it's useful for you. Uh, but just like, you know, all the people that cut their cable cord, right? Like, oh, I'm ditching cable, but now I'm going to subscribe to Hulu, Amazon Prime, Netflix, and, uh, you know, the MLB <laughs> network. And now I'm paying more than I did when I had cable, right? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so you can definitely nickel and dime yourself to death with subscriptions if if you don't actively use all those plugins. Yeah, it's interesting because I don't think you can really say that a uh, a plugin purchase is an asset, even if it's a very expensive plugin, since it's a software. Piece of software. Right. It's always, I think, going to be an expense. I'm not a CPA, so I'm not sure about right. that. Right. This is not a 
tax advice podcast and we yeah. are not CPAs. Um, I put mine, I think I put mine under office expenses. Yeah. Um, because the stuff that I do is goes under, under expenses and as software expenses. Right. That's what I do too. And, and I, and I've waffled on that and I haven't really consulted a CPA, but technically if you get rid of a plugin, like I don't want this plugin, I did pay for it. I I can transfer my license to somebody else. I'll sell it on eBay. Like I've bought a, I bought one time, I bought a plugin on eBay and yeah, it done was, that. and and that's a license transfer. And so I guess technically there's a resale value. And I guess that means technically it could be an asset, but I think that, that that's, that's such a that's murky, another good reason murky for, gray area. That's another good reason for working with Plugin and Alliant. Yeah. You know, because if you decide to offload a plugin, you can sell it. Then the buyer purchases a plugin from you and then they have to pay a $20 license transfer fee. Right. In addition to their purchase price. But, but still, it's been a really good way. I, I've got some of my favorite plugins that way. And when I, I think what people do is, is they go out and they, they buy plugin licenses when they're on sale. Yep. And then, then they hold on to them. And then when the sales are over, then they go in and mark them up a little bit above what the sale price was, you know, like 25, 30 bucks mm -hmm. and, and put them on sale, you know, like on eBay or whatever, which still ends up being a good deal if you miss the sale. Yeah, mm -hmm. I agree with that. Especially with the, I'm thinking specifically of Plugin Alliance plugins because, you know, I get their daily email and they always have like one plugin a day goes on like big sale for like $40 when normally yeah. they're usually like, you know, 250 or something. And so, so if you buy it for 40 and then sell it for, you know, 75, somebody's still getting a good deal, even if they pay a transfer fee, but. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's kind of a win-win yeah. when someone does that, you know, as long as they're not kind of raking you over the coals <laughs> where you might as well just wait for the next sale, you know, yeah. but, uh, uh, I've never had a situation, <clears throat> pardon me, where I had to buy a plugin today because I have to have this for this job type of situation, you know, so I've never been in like a rush buy scenario. I have, but when that's happened, I've almost, I've, I've somehow been able to find that thing on sale because I mean, waves is everything's on sale all the time with waves and very frequently with plugin Alliance, even I have a, uh, you know, they're always sending me vouchers and coupons and stuff. So yeah, I, 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 I can't remember the last time I paid full price for uh, any plugin. Yeah. To be yeah. honest. Same. <laughs> and that's because I've been conditioned that way by my wife <laughs> that to only Don't buy things on sale. Full price for a waves plugin. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you know they go on sale all the time? So. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I do. I will say, okay, so back to subscriptions. I do have a subscription uh, for Slate. Um, for me, it makes sense. It's like seven or eight dollars a month, which is not much. And their plugins are phenomenal. And you get so many plugins with the Slate bundle, like virtually everything that they make. And that to me is a huge win. And I know how much I tend to spend, you know, twenty dollars here, thirty dollars there, forty dollars. It really adds up, and I'm trying very hard to hold myself to. Yeah, and it and it eighty percent of the time or better this works to go. Oh, I don't I don't need that because I have a, something that does almost exactly the same thing in my slate bundle, so I won't spend the thirty dollars, forty dollars on that thing, even though it's tempting. Do you get like the um, what is it? The SSD five? Is that what it's called? The drum plugins? 
Um, I think the only one that's not included in the Slate Bundle is the Trigger, which is their flagship drum yeah. trigger plugin. But I have a similar thing through um, the built into Logic. That I don't really. Yeah, need same it. thing with Reaper. I've got the there, there's a trigger. Um, it's a MIDI trigger. It yeah, so really I don't great. I don't miss it. But I I know that that's an industry standard. But yeah. I mean, it's still worth. You, literally, I could ditch every other plugin that I use and only use Slate plugins, and it would still be totally worth the eight dollars a month. Yeah, yeah. The uh, the videos I've watched on the Slate plugins and like you know head to head reviews and stuff like that, they're always sounding awesome. Yeah, but I don't and haven't bought or used any Slate plugins, so I've only they have they do have a in. couple of freebies. Um, you know what? Here's the thing: I I resisted for a long time using Slate plugins, even the the very I knew they were really good, and I had some free ones or or cheap ones or something that I bought a long 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 time ago. But they used the hardware iLock. And I'm so against Boo. the hardware iLock that uh, I literally just never used them. And I, even though I had them installed for a long time, and I'm like, these are really good, but I can't use them because I will, I just will not use the iLock if I'm if I'm forced to. But when yeah. you get this, when you get the subscription, uh, everything unlocks for with cloud iLock. I don't mind cloud iLock. Yeah, no, I don't mind that at all. You just have to have an internet connection. Force me to have to use an iLock dongle, and I, I don't want to be your customer. That's exactly right. Yeah, and I do and have I, one Sound that, Toys plugin that does that too. Is that weird? Is that you know? I, I mean, don't think so. See, I work on a laptop because sometimes you know, very often I'm out here in the studio when I'm doing like hard work. But sometimes you know, like I'm editing our podcast, you know, I want to be in the warm house on the couch and just like chill with some football on and just yeah. like edit the podcast. It's not like we're cruising around. Uh, other studios and need to yeah. take all of our license with us and yeah. stuff like that. And some people and do. And I, even that I can't, can you imagine like booking time in a studio and getting there and realizing you left your eye lock at home? Yeah. You get, your eye lock's so you broken. You got to have you your eye locks. And oh you, my God. You know? And so you're probably also carrying like a 500 rack with you mm-hmm. and, you know, and so you've got a, I don't know. And it's, it's just a little thing, but man, it just sets me off. And you know, the thing is with me is I just bought a USB hub and the damn thing's already full again yeah and one two three four five i have six things in my usb hub and only one thing open yeah (laughs) i just it's you know those ports are valuable as well so taking up you know a physical usb space for a device that only does one thing you know and which is for authenticating a piece of software it just rubs me raw, man. Yeah, I think there's two things about it. One is that it's a huge single point of failure, right? That's true. Yeah. And the second thing is the feeling you get. It's the same feeling you get when you leave Costco and they check your receipt and you feel like they're te- they're implying that you stole something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's like, uh, I bought the software. I don't need you to check on me every time I launch it to make sure yeah. that it's legitimate. It's, it's It does rub me the wrong way. You know, and, and to do one call out, I would buy wave lab today if it didn't require an iLock dongle. Oh <laughs> yeah. I think it's an antiquated model. I think that allowing you to do cloud iLock, which is like, why not? Why yeah. not allow you to do it? Now token cloud check-in? iLock is fine. That makes so much sense. And I actually have plugins with cloud iLock and I never have to do anything. It just automatically checks, you know, yeah. and authenticates is me and it's done. I don't have anything else to do. Yeah. And that's from wherever I am. I can log into my iLock account. And so just like a dongle, I don't have to take the thing with me. I just got to log in somewhere. Yeah. It makes so much more sense. Yeah. 
So anyway, yeah, I wish every yeah, I wish all the comp, the manufacturers would get on the same page and just, just go to the cloud iLock because everything's moving to the cloud anyway. I mean, you want to yeah. do subscription models, then do cloud iLock, <laughs> right? Yeah, and I just like like uh, WaveLab. I don't think that they're ever going to change that, man. Yeah, they I'm are a little. Out. I don't want to say antiquated, but I can't think of a better word right now. Yeah, but WaveLab Eleven looks so nice. Yeah, I'm on WaveLab Ten uh, for their the the. Was the Wave Lab Elements, whatever the the light is that the Elements of, one? Yeah, it's like the lighter version, but it's full. It's basically a full mastering software, but it's it's not the full full one. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's good yeah. stuff. It's good stuff. I didn't realize that it required an iLock. Um, I just spent like I don't know thirty minutes uh, a couple months ago just redesigning my theme in Reaper because you can do that. You can create oh, your own themes and stuff. That's cool. And I just redesigned it more like Wave Lab. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> that's funny. I love Reaper for that. You know, and every time I think about going to a different DAW, I can't justify it because I don't have, there's no need. Well, yeah. You know, I can just, if there's something I'm unhappy with, I just, I just tweak it. Yeah. And uh, I don't know how well you can do that kind of thing. Can you change your theme and colors and everything like that? Well, I think you can, I think you can skin logic. Um, I've seen people do that. I don't think it's built in, but I think that it's, not difficult if you know uh, what you're doing. It's all, everything's XML files. Yeah. Um, but I don't, you know, I don't, that's not something that I feel There's a I whole to do. catalog, library catalog full of user-created themes. You can go out to the Reaper site and go check out themes. Uh, and they've got forums and documentation on how to create your own themes. And uploading or downloading a theme and installing it takes about five minutes. And, uh you know, and then you can customize it however you want and save it as your, uh, as your own. I like template. that because, uh, I mean, it's, it sounds like a silly thing, but anything that makes you want to use the software more, anything that makes you more comfortable using it, um, why wouldn't you add that? You know? Yeah. I feel like I need to add more color to mine though. Cause it's, <laughs> I like mine to be kind of gray because I color code all of my tracks. And so it's already pretty. Yeah. In your face with colors. Uh, <laughs> that's just the way I, I'm, I'm a big fan of color coding uh, in the DAW and elsewhere. Um, it just, it just makes sense to me. My brain. I like to make my peaks like green and red around Christmas time. <laughs> no. Okay. That's silly. And then they look like little Christmas trees. Yeah. I got that. That's, <laughs> that's pretty funny. <laughs> Oh, oh, you know, what I discovered this morning, um, speaking of plugins that, um, uh, like I said, I transferred to a new computer and even though I didn't upgrade, I didn't upgrade logic cause I didn't want to go from 10.5 to 10.6. Uh, it somehow re-enabled all of the plugins that I had disabled. Oh, really? <laughs> so now, lovely. <laughs> now I, um, yeah, now I have the urge to purge. I feel a, I feel a purge coming on. So I'm going to make a list of all the ones that I, I've don't remember what they are and I'm just going to go through them and try them. And if I don't want them, I'm just going to delete them from my hard drive because I don't want to see them reappear. I don't want them to get loaded into the system and take up, you know, memory and I just don't need them. Yeah. Yeah. I actually ventured over into that directory last week and it was immediately overwhelming. <laughs> and then I quietly left. I quietly backed out of the room. <laughs> like, okay, I don't need to see what's in this. I don't need the stress in my life. <laughs> it's like opening a, it's like opening a storage unit and oh going, my Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm going to, 
you can it's have the it. one that you were like in like three or four times like two years ago yeah. and you like rifled through everything and it's an absolute <laughs> mess and you close right. the door you know that kind of thing. and now there's a nest of rats in the back <laughs> <laughs> oh it's bad oh so um yeah i i think that that's probably a worthwhile periodic process but it is kind of a daunting one and you do kind of go okay what's the roi on this <laughs> Yeah. You know, well, it, you know, the ROI is that you're going to save time from not having to scroll through them when you're looking for something and you're not going to go, oh, what's this? Yeah. But the well, it's like I got four terabytes with uh, like 2.2 terabytes available. It's not a high priority right now. Yeah. No, I hear you. <laughs> yeah. For me, it's not a space issue. It's just like a, it's just like a workflow issue. Like if, if I'm never going to use it, I don't want it on the system. I don't want to know. I don't want to wonder what it is. I don't want to see it in my list. Um, but I, I have traditionally been kind of a sucker for free plugins. Like, oh, somebody's offering a free plugin. Oh, that sounds interesting. I'll download it. I, I just downloaded one <laughs> and I'm going to try it out. <laughs> right now while we're talking. I just, uh, no. I, didn't, I got earlier, like three or four right here. During earlier the this morning, <laughs> somebody was offering a, um, a sibilance plugin. I just wanted to check it out. But here's I have my, that one. My new thing is going to be, I'm going to try it. If I don't like it, I'm just going to delete it immediately and not just leave it around in case I ever want to use it. Someday. Who makes the sibilance plugin? Um, I don't know. This was a new one I saw on Instagram. It was through not plugin that alliance. Be... It was plugin lab, plugin some other plugin. I got to look now. Plugin something. <laughs> Let's see. I've got sibilance. I'm thinking it might be a wave plugin. It is. So that's the oh, only sibilance wave... is. Yeah, yeah, that's a great plugin. I use that all the time. I use it on our podcast. It's, oh, do you? It's running right now. Yeah. It's it's kind of a set and forget, um, which is what I like about it. It, uses, it has a little AI built in to just kind of musically and transparently dip the S's. And now that I said that, you're going to hear every S that I say. <laughs> wow. Because that's how it works. <laughs> when you start thinking of something, there it is. <laughs> um, it's called TDS or Plus, and it's from techovation yeah it's brand new it just it, i just downloaded it i don't even i've not even installed it yet i've occasionally used it to tame down like like symbols yeah i love yeah. dsers on symbols yeah and sometimes on like fuzz like fuzzy digital guitars too oh yeah like um yeah you know if, if somebody's using a, a digital like an amp sim that's just a little too fizzy it's, yeah. it can be good for that although i like tape simulators for that more I was looking back to back to subscriptions. I was looking at Kush. Do you use any Kush plugins? I do not. They're great. They're a little pricey individually, and they're kind of a boutique but well loved small plugin maker. And um, the the guy who runs it, I forget his name, Jeff or something. He has a great YouTube channel where he does all kinds of tips and tricks. And he's just like this real laid back. It's almost like a late night. DJ, very almost bordering on like a Saturday Night Live skit, but he's got uh, like just a lot of good advice. Anyway, um, I did look at their subscription model because somebody was saying that was the only one that they used in one of the forums that I'm in. And uh, for the amount of plugins that they have and the amount of ones that I know that I would use, I declined subscribing. I just figure I'll just wait till Black Friday or something and buy the, the one plugin that I want from them and and not subscribe so that's that's the flip side of the idea of subscriptions if you know it's not going to be worth it to you in the long run maybe just buy the one you want and and not get them all now plug in alliance on the other hand that probably you would get a treasure trove 
of stuff with the Plugin Alliance uh, subscription because yeah. they just have a phenomenal amount of really good high-quality stuff that cover all of the bases. So I, yeah. I think it depends on I what you the, use. The, there's a couple plugins on there in that are are really expensive. Yeah. And but are available that are available uh in the subscription. Yeah. And so yeah, they're and they don't really go on sale. And when they do they do a little bit, but they're still quite expensive even when they're on sale. Those are definitely products of theirs that are designed to get you to go to subscription, in my opinion. Yeah, I think you're right about that. I think I know the ones you're talking about too, because whenever I get a voucher, it'll say, not valid on these yeah. five things. I'm like, damn it. <laughs> yeah, Amec, the Better AMEC. Maker. Yep, you know. the Better Maker, which I keep hearing good things about, the Better Maker. Yeah. Um, and I think they're, they're SSL 9000. Yeah, there's like, yeah, there's like four or five that the vouchers are never seem to be good on when they have sales. Yeah. Did you see where SSL, oh, I'm sorry, SPL is, wait, no, I take that back. It is SSL. The uh, They've divided up the SSL Fusion into four different plugins now. Oh, really? Yeah. And uh, uh, that looks pretty interesting to me. It is not on Plugin Alliance. It's through a different plugin sales front hmm. uh, that, that uh, SSL is using. I can't remember who it is. Those are interesting to me right now. I feel like SSL is interesting. Like they're... I, I, they, they must have a new, you know, a new <laughs> director of sales or something like they're, they're licensing their software plugins differently recently. And they've also got their own interface now, like a yeah. budget level interface competing with, you know, focus, right. And, uh, audience. Is that that little other. mixer, the, the SSL six or something like that? Uh, maybe. Uh, I didn't think it was a mixer though. I thought it was really mostly just an interface. Okay. Yeah. I know they've got, it looks pretty nice. It's a little, I think it's a little like six channel mixer. That's an interface. Oh, cool. And so it's actually got six preamps in it, I think. And it looked like it would be really neat for someone who was doing like a solo or just maybe like a combo live gig, Oh, okay. you know, yeah. type of thing. And, uh, running out doing your own mix right there on a stand next to you while you're playing kind of thing. Uh, pretty neat. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. I do think like recently they've decided that they realized the value in, in aiming more at the, uh, the small studio home studio prosumer level kind of market. Yeah. As far as the plugin goes for the fusion, I, I was a little surprised, but it doesn't surprise me that they broke that SSL fusion up into four plugins. I was like, why not just make, you know, sell one plugin that's the entire SSL Fusion unit? But, the, mm -hmm. you know, the, the SSL Fusion has like, what, uh, I can't remember. It's got like four different stages in it, okay. I think. And so they've broken each one of those stages out. So they've got like the, I can't remember the names of the stages. The uh, the Violet EQ is one of them. And they've got like a, like a classic drive section, you know, that adds saturation and stuff like oh, that. Yeah. And, Anyway, they've they've got like modules in that one unit, and so they've broken all those out into individual plugins. You can basically create your own digital version of an SSL Fusion if you line them all up in the same order. But uh, anyway, kind of cool. Oh yeah, so I'm, I'm looking at it on uh, on Sweetwater. So they got the Stereo Image plugin, yeah, and uh, Vintage Drive plugin. Okay, so I see what you're saying now. Yeah, if you look at the hardware unit, then each one of those plugins in. modules is is a section of that hardware unit. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, I see it. Vintage drive, uh, compressor, stereo image, 
and uh, Violet EQ. Yeah, okay. I guess I just haven't paid that much attention to the hardware yeah, unit. Yeah, that's a neat one. I would like to, re- I'd very much like to have that hardware unit. Um, but it's yes, like twenty five hundred dollars. <laughs> yeah, and you know, which is kind of typical, but it's not the highest in priority because I mean that's a coloring mm-hmm. set, you know, and color isn't the highest priority right. in the rack, and yeah. it's it's a really nice to have, and there's other ways to apply color, and it's something that you don't always need, right? So that's sort of like. One of these days when I get done with the other hardware that I really need to have and I, and I'm looking for that one thing that I don't need to have, but I'd like to have, you know, it's, that's it's like buying saffron. It's really expensive. And you only need it for like one or two dishes a year. I just really want, want to make it. that saffron rice, you know, yeah, you really want it when you want it, but the rest of the time you, you're happy to go with yeah. something else. I mean, I could just put a little paprika in it to get the color, you know, exactly. but saffron would be really nice. So. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> One of these days when you're flush with cash, you buy some saffron. Yeah. Yeah. Real saffron, go. not the other stuff. Not the fake. There's, there's fake saffron. <laughs> yeah. So that'd be the equivalent of like the waves. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> did I say that? <laughs> that did come out. That was your outside voice. Oh, too funny. Anyway, happy with my Slate subscription. Not not happy with the uh, not happy with the Waves update plan. Yeah, that's my take. I'm happy here with no subscriptions. Really great. <laughs> and I probably will upgrade to V13 at some point. Yeah, but the only thing I feel like I miss in, is plugins that would be nice to have uh, with regards to the subscription. But there's nothing that I need, and I have the the SSD five free version mm-hmm. i don't know if it's always free but it was free a year or two ago and i did it's not the complete version it's a light version of the of the drum plugins and i really like it and having used it i may end up getting that full version at some point because it's really good yeah and and the drum sounds are really good it's it's easy to use it's easy to build i like being able to build grooves and stuff like that and so it's uh, it's pretty neat for that kind of thing. But what's that called again? That's the well, I think that's the is it the SSD five the Slate something drums? Oh, <laughs> or is it SDD Slate digital drums? It Maybe could be that's what it, yeah, it could be SDD Slate digital SDD five. Yeah, I think that's what it is. And um, yeah, that's a so I think that or Easy Drummer are probably two of the best out there. Yeah, I do have Easy Drummer. I haven't used it in a long time because Logic has such a great drummer built in now oh does it yeah yeah kind of um yeah it'll it'll create grooves for you and you oh it's it's super customizable and it sounds great yeah ever since i upgraded to the version of logic that has drummer built in i haven't used easy drummer but i did love it for a while there i still have it yeah that's something that uh reaper does not have so that's that's definitely a third-party plugin to get like a drum grid but you can if you have drum samples then there's you know, there's a MIDI editor and you can just assign those samples and then, oh, do true, that, yeah. you know, do it that way. Yeah. Do your own, do your own, add, add samples and there's, there's royalty free samples and people are often giving away sample packs and, and yeah. whatnot. Yeah. The problem with samples, of course, is that they, you know, it can, you can overuse them and everything sounds the same. I, I've only used them a couple of times where I've done some, some drum replacements mm-hmm. and I don't do that very frequently. Uh, it was just because it, the recording quality wasn't quite there. Yeah. And, but, uh, you know, cause some of the, some of the, 
like the snares and stuff sound really good and or you blend them together and well that's what i do i, I yeah. you know i never do a, i don't want to say never but i um i rarely do full replacements i like to at least blend a little bit of the natural drums even if they weren't recorded great yeah. just just to get a more slightly natural human sound that's you know that doesn't sound like everything was replaced with drum samples <laughs> yeah but the back to the triggers the the one that's built into reaper and probably the one that's uh built into logic it's just so simple to use yeah. and and it's really accurate so i i just was always very happy with that never saw a need for purchasing a trigger yeah it's super simple just you know which do you want this to be a snare okay and then you get your choice of snare to replace it with and then it's like yeah Here, this one sounds good yep yeah and you can blend you know and you don't have to replace like you said so i think right I, just uh, create it on a new track and blend yeah it put it here. on a new track and yep yep <laughs> <laughs> there you have it and there you have it and there you have it and there folks. you have it <laughs> and prompt to talk on plugins we came yeah. and sit, we came and sat down without a plan for what to talk about and it and the topic presented itself and i i do want to say intentionally we came in without a plan intentionally because right. we know that it's going to work out yeah we, we like we like walking that tightrope there's this synergy sometimes. here it brings out yeah i mean <laughs> The 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 excitement right before we start going, oh my God, what are we going to talk about that turns into... <laughs> yeah, we knew we'd come up with something. Yeah, it's, it's either come up with something where you guys listen to us like, like BS <laughs> and about just get bored, whatever. You're going to get something, whether it's right. good or bad. You're getting something. You're getting so. something. <laughs> well, I hope that was useful for somebody. Yeah. I found it enjoyable to get that out there. I think if we find it enjoyable, others will too. I like that idea. Let's hope you know? it's true. <laughs> <laughs> and if we find it enjoyable and others don't, well. Well, we still found too, it enjoyable. Yeah, we had a good time. <laughs> right? We had a good time. <laughs> oh, man. Always good talking to you. You too, buddy. Enjoy the rest of your day. And uh, everybody, thanks for listening. And yeah. We'll Have talk a great to week. Next time. Have a great week. All right. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> that was fun. <laughs> well, that wraps up another episode of the Indie Music Podcast. Please like and subscribe, share with your friends, or just leave us a review on iTunes if you like what you've heard. Find our social links and episode guide at IndieMusicCast.com. Until next time, keep creating. <laughs>